Great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. know your Bible YouTube. Let's get into the word. In uh, God's gospel, the gospel of Luke chapter 11 and commencing at verse one, you'll find these words. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And when you think about uh, what we're going to be talking about is that it is time to pray. Now, Jesus was a man of prayer. He prayed every day and he prayed along the way and he prayed quite often, which should teach us, especially with this coronavirus going on, it should teach us that we need to have a lifestyle that is filled with prayer. And so therefore, pray about everything, worry about no thing. It's time to pray. Jesus given to prayer and his disciples saw him praying quite often because quite often Jesus rose up early in the morning and prayed to the father about, you know, what he needed to pray about because he knew that he would have to have the power and the strength to go through the day you know, laying hands on people, casting out demons, prophesying God's word, preaching God's word, uh, going uh, to Bethany, to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. He had various things that he needed to accomplish during the course of his day. And so therefore, Jesus prayed quite often while it was early. And I would encourage us to pray early in the morning, in the afternoon, and late, late in the mid, the mid, the midnight hour, because prayer has power to produce results like no other thing on this planet. So Jesus's disciples saw him praying. And so they made a request of him, say, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. Now, you know that John was Jesus's first cousin. But at any rate, Jesus 
being a man of prayer, taught his disciples also to pray. Now, if we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and as we see the coronavirus and hear about it and and people are dying from it right here uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, here this week, uh, we had two pastors to succumb to it. So this uh, coronavirus being no respect to person, so you got to take care of yourself out there and try to keep social distancing so that we might be able to rise above this thing in future days and go on and live our lives. But um, it's time to pray. I think quite often we give ourselves to bickering and arguing, uh, to disgust, to confusion, to fault finding. And a lot of people would like to believe that this came from God. I'm not in that group. Uh, but at any rate, uh, it is time to pray. And we need to effectively pray because prayer is the key that will give us the strength. It will give us the uh, wisdom. It will give us the power with God and man so that we might be able to move through the courses of our days and to live a powerful, fruitful, and productive life. Prayer is petitioning God. Prayer is asking God. Prayer is our direct communication link with Almighty God. What a powerful thing it is to have a correct and direct communication link with God, our Father. So I, I trust that, um, you know, you will make prayer the center focal point of, uh, of your prayer life and all that you do, because trust me, in days like these, if we have never prayed before, we certainly do need to pray right through here. You know, Elijah was a man that was given to a lot of prayer. And if anybody knew it was time to pray, Elijah the prophet knew that it was time to pray. In the book of James, the fifth chapter, and commencing at verses 17 and 18, you'll find these precious words. Elijah was a man subject to lack passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. What a beautiful sight. The earth brought forth her fruit. In other words, that was a fruitful prayer. <laughs> no point intended. Now think about this. A man on earth praying to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, praying here on earth to the Lord. He prayed that it might not rain on the earth. He prayed earnestly. His heart was on fire. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. For how long? For 42 months. And it did not rain because he had decreed that it was not going to rain and it did not rain. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. God heard that man. God heard Elijah while God was in his sanctuary in heaven and he hearkened to the voice of man. Now, that's a beautiful thing about prayer right there. God will hearken to the voice of man if he can get man to turn to him and to turn from his wicked ways and to pray to him. So Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain upon the earth 
and it did not rain for 42 months. And then he prayed again, hallelujah. And uh, the Lord sent the rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. I believe that we can have a fruitful, a long and productive life in this world if we pray about everything and worry about not a thing. That was power right there to pray to the God of Sabaoth, to pray to the God of Jesus, Paul and Silas, and to uh, have God to hearken to your voice. Man, do you know how powerful that is? So let me ask you a question. Are you worried about anything? Has the enemy captured your mind to the point that if you are 15 feet away from someone and they sneeze in the grocery store, you're going to leave your basket full of groceries and go and get in your car and drive off because of fear of uh, contacting the coronavirus. I don't care if it's corona. I don't care what it is. Anything that will kill you, you ought not to be playing around with it. It's time to pray. It's time to cast the whole of our cares upon the Lord, understanding that he cares for us. Now, obviously, you say, well, pray to who? Because there are folk that are praying to maybe, you know, a little bit of everybody. And uh, everybody ain't God. It's not but one God. <laughs> and he is the sole creator. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. That's right. I said it. I'm a Trinitarian. And I believe that if it's written in God's word, that we ought to believe it and we ought to receive it and we ought to act upon it because faith with our corresponding action is graveyard dead. So pray to whom? It may be the question right through here. So who do you pray to in days like these? If men ought to always pray and not faint, you pray to the God of Jesus. That's who you pray to. And uh, you believe in your heart that you have God's ear. That's right. Prayer, God's ears are open unto our cry. Am I somewhere in the Bible? So since his ears are open, then that means then that we need to load it up with our needs. Amen. So pray to whom? You say, well, preacher, I hear you. Yeah, but I, I really want you to hear what I am saying because there are a lot of people, a lot of people that are praying to other gods. But if it's not the God of Jesus, Paul, Silas, Timotheus, amen, then it is not the right God. So I'm sure that if you are going to pray, and realizing that it's time to do that, that you want your prayers to not be in vain. So Jesus has a word for that. It's recorded in the gospel according to John, the 16th chapter, verses 23 and 24. Jesus is speaking. He says, and in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Ain't that powerful? Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Now, 
wait a minute, don't run off over the edge now. Don't wreck the chariot. Whatever I ask, well, yes, but it has to be commensurate. It has to be according to the word and the will of God. So if you're asking for different bullets to kill somebody at the grocery store, that's out of God's will. So whatever you ask, the whatever is according to God's recorded word, because it has to line up with that which is written in the word of God, and we pray according to that which is written in that day. Now, when Jesus said in that day, he was talking about this day, beyond his death, beyond his burial, and beyond his resurrection. See, we are living in the day of the ascended one. Christ ascended back up into heaven after spending 40 days here on this earth. After he was raised from the dead on the 40th day, he led them out as far as to Bethany, went on out uh, to the Mount of Olivet, and they saw him as he lifted those nail-scarred feet off of the earth and ascended back up into heaven, and Jesus is now seated at God's right hand. He's God's right-hand man. So in that day is this day, is the day of the ascended Christ, is the day that he has been resurrected. He is, and we are now on the other side of Calvary. So that day is this day, and that's why the man said, in that day. That day is this day. Can I get a witness here? And in that day, you shall ask or pray unto me for nothing. Jesus said, don't ask me nothing. Don't pray to me. See, when people go and pray to Jesus, you're moving your intercessor. You're moving your intercessor. We are to pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ God's son. So in that day, which is this day, you shall pray to me or ask me nothing. Then he says, verily, verily, that means of the truth. That means listen up because I'm talking to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the father, there it is right there, in my name, he will give it you. If you need peace in the midst of this storm, ask the father. But now wait a minute, not so fast. You see, the Bible is a legal document and it can become very technical. Like for instance, whatsoever you shall ask the father in my name, he will give it you. So we're not to pray to Jesus, we're to ask the father in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And God says, I will give it to you. So if we start breaking up the uh, the Holy Trinity and moving it out of its harmonious unity, then we are out of order. I've heard people pray to the Holy Ghost. Man, ain't nowhere in this Bible where any of us that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ have been told to pray to the Holy Ghost. You know, we don't pray to the Holy Ghost. You know, Holy Ghost come here. Holy Ghost do that out of order. So I know you want your prayers answered. So there are sequences and there are consequences and there is an order to pray. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. 
Hitherto, Jesus says, uh, up to this point, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Now that's an indicator right there that your prayers not only have been heard, but your joy is now full because you know that God heard you and God answered your prayer. So how then does one know that their prayers have been answered and all has been forgiven and the ear of God has been filled with our desires and with our requests? How do we know? We know because there is a joy that will be released within our own human spirit that everything is already all right because God has heard and God has answered our prayers. So there is joy. You know, a lot of times when we go to these so-called prayer meetings and uh, some folk come to the church frowned up like they have swallowed a frog, they come into the church sitting there like they have swallowed a wasp nest and there is no joy on their faces. There is no um, peace on their face. They sit there like they're mad at the world. Man, don't pray for me because if your prayers don't bring you joy, then you are not praying right and you are not totally giving the burden over to the Lord. It's time to pray, but it's time also because this Bible is a legal document to know exactly what it is that we are doing. We are to do, according to this Bible, according to that which is written. So Jesus says, hitherto or up to this point, you have asked nothing in my name. That's what he said. He said also to ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. We should have fullness of joy. Now, I'm not talking about the fruit of the spirit. That's another subject at another time. <laughs> so did you stop? The songwriter, the hymnologist for the Brooklyn All-Stars raised the question, did you stop to pray this morning? Did you kneel for just one moment today? Did you ask the Lord to guide you as you travel along your way? It's time to pray. It's time to cast the whole of our cares upon the Lord. So quit praying to Jesus. Thank you. Quit praying and petitioning the Holy Ghost. Thank you. But ask the Father is the way to pray. So you might say, well, what is his name? I just told you. His name is Heavenly Father. When you pray, say, our Father. And another thing right here is a, you know, a little, <laughs> I want to put a pen right here. May I ask you a question? When you pray, do you go to God talking about my father? Man, wait a minute. Nobody on the planet, and they tell us that there are about 8 billion people. Nobody on the planet have been given authority to go to God talking about my father. Man, please, it's our father. What is his name? Father. He is our creator. He is our Lord. He is our everything. It's time to pray. And I think that we need to earnestly do that. Also to pray for the president. I had a problem praying for that man. I didn't like him. 
I had major problems with him. All of his verbiage, all of that stuff that he had going on with him. I didn't like it. And it, it, it was a challenge for me to pray for him. But thank God for what I call breakthrough. Because now I pray for him because I don't want the president to fail. Because if he fails, then that means that all of us in this country fail. Now, I'm not saying I like his politics. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is this. I don't want him to fail because if he falls in Washington, I'm going to feel it on my doorstep. And uh, I'm not being selfish, but I, I want him to be successful. Uh, and so I think that we need to pray for all that be in authority, that we might live a quiet and peaceable life. Ain't that what Peter said? Amen, everybody. So if you want to live a quiet and peaceful life, and if you don't want armored tanks on your avenue, on your boulevard, on your street, with people speaking a foreign language, we need to pray for this president. Because I don't know about you, but I want peace that passes all understanding, that keep my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So we need to pray so that our joy might be full. Now, if we don't have fullness of joy, then that simply means you did not pray enough. You did not cast a hold of the care like you should have done it. Now, there's a word in First uh, Samuel, the seventh chapter and the fifth verse, you'll find these words. And Samuel said, gather all Israel to Mizpah and I will pray for you unto the Lord. Ain't that beautiful? Man, when the pastor stands in the pulpit and prays for the congregation, everybody ought to be happy. Everybody said, you know, the pastor is talking to the Lord. Now, that does not mean that I can't pray. But when you have someone of the magnitude of the first prophet of Israel, do you know the first prophet of Israel was Hannah's baby boy, Samuel, that prayed and uh, sent out the word to get together Israel to Mizpah because he wanted to pray to the Lord for them. All that are in authority, all things being equal, ought to have a prayer life that reaches heaven. Because here's the deal. Those that are in authority, like the Lord has elevated me and placed me in that beautiful place called Greenwood Acres, and I'm just happy when we all get together again, I'm waiting on it. But I have spiritual authority because I have been placed in a spiritual position in the body of Christ, which means then that I need to have a strong prayer life to pray for those whom God has entrusted into my care. And I love all of you all today with the love of the Lord that passes all understanding. So those that are in authority need to be prayed for and those in authority need to pray for somebody else. So Samuel sent the word out to gather Israel to Mizpah because he wanted to pray for them. And I think it's a beautiful thing when those that are in authority pray for those that are up under their care. Now, there's another word in 1 Samuel chapter 12 and commencing 
at verse 23, 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23. Now, I, I like this because, you know, the churches sometimes uh, get lackadaisical in their approach to God when they come, quote unquote, to the church. Like, for instance, there are some folk that think the choir is supposed to do all the singing while they be quiet. The deacons that are doing the deacon are supposed to be doing all the praying. No, let us pray. <laughs> let us pray. But there's a, a unique word right here in, uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23. And moreover, this is Samuel, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord. Sin against the Lord. Now, put hold a pen, hold a pickle in the mail. I'll be right back. Hold up. Moreover, as for me, now this is Samuel. Oh boy, this is remind me of the Apostle Paul. This is remind me of Paul. When Paul said, you know, he raised his hand and said, I don't know if that was Agrippa or Phoenix or uh, whoever he was talking to, but he said, in essence, and I'm paraphrasing, I thank God that today I can speak for myself. And that blesses me. All right, in 1 Samuel 12 and 23, moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Wait a minute. So then, if you're having difficulty with me and you don't like me and you say you're not going to pray for me, and I've seen so many people on television, when, when, when things happen to their family, two things they basically say, and one more than the other. I've, had, I've heard very few people say, I'm not going to pray for that person. But boy, have I heard people say, I will never forgive them for killing my mama. I will never forgive them for, for killing my brother. Wait a minute. Then that means that God is not going to forgive you. See, you know, th this is spiritual warfare. So we kind of need to all draw near unto the Lord, search our own hearts to see whether or not we are in the faith or not and uh, to order our steps in the Lord because, you know, we do have some downtime. <laughs> we got some downtime. So instead of climbing the wall and hating folk, man, forgive them people. A lot of people need to forgive are you in that group? Then forgive them. Let it go. So they remarried somebody else. Now you, you hating on them. Let it go. Let it go. So Samuel realized the importance of praying for God's people and the results that would be bestowed upon him in a negative sense if he did not pray for God's people. That's why I had to come around and pray for the president. Amen. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, again. Moreover, as for me, for me. Now you need to make this for you, okay? Moreover, as for me, God forbid, perish the thought. Don't go there. Get out of that mindset. <clears throat> Give it up. Go to God. Turn it loose. Let it go. Quit talking about it so that you can get healed. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. Amen.
because we need healing. We need forgiveness. We need access. So moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Did you get that? So I'm sinning against the Lord. No, I'm not smoking no reefer. I'm not down in no alcoholic beverage because that's where some people want to bring sin and make it all sexual or all alcoholic or all drug addict. No. What about the sin against God and not praying for me? Wait a minute. Let, let that marinate just for a minute. Let, let that sit right there. Don't move it. Uh-uh. So you mad, right? Do you know what the Bible says about that? The Bible says that you are a fool. You all mad all the time. Uh-uh. It's something wrong right there. And then you're not going to pray. You reckon your own prayer life. You reckon your own prayer life. So if you're going to wreck your own prayer life, there ain't nothing I, I, I need to do. I just need to sit there and watch you diminish. And I don't want to see that. So the best thing to do is to not sin against the Lord. Not sin against the Lord and not praying for me. A me uh, 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 sinning against the Lord and not praying for you. It is very important that we understand that it is time to pray. And with that note said, we're going to see you next time on Know Your Bible YouTube. Hey, love you now. I'm going to go my way praying and you go your way. And guess what? You pray for me. I pray for you. And we'll all be prayed for. Don't sin against the Lord or yourself. I'll see you next time. Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. 
Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Don't